year. Happy New Year. Happy 2021, everyone. Mm-hmm. The 2000s are officially old enough to drink. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything fun to talk about up at the top here? Uh, do we have anything? Um, I don't know. Last time we talked, it was right before Christmas. Now, uh, it's after- has anything happened? I don't no. think anything's happened. Like, like what? Nah, I don't know. What do you mean anything has happened? Plenty has happened. No, nah, I don't think anything's happened. Nothing uh, at all? Let's, um, I'm trying to think. Um. I don't know. What are you talking about today? What's the first, you, I know you were going to talk about something up here at the top. The, oh, do you, well, you wanted to, like, uh, talk about the Hilaria Baldwin thing. Yeah. Yeah? I Do wanted you, you to talk about it, oh, yes. okay. Well, here, uh, I'll just, I'm just going to read. That's why I said you should talk about that this week. All right. I'm mm-hmm. just going to read a, a, an article in the New York Times about it. Okay, well, explain to them what this is well, kind this of before you read. this explains what it is. The article, uh, the yeah, reason but... I chose the article was to explain what it is. Okay. All right. Never mind. Just to tell, what, who is this? You're, okay, just, just read Baldwin's it. Alec Baldwin's wife. Okay, the Hilaria Baldwin story. I'm living my life, is the headline here, accused of a, quote, decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person, the entrepreneur and spouse of Alec Baldwin talks about Spain, Boston, her children, Instagram, and more. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. The first signs that Hilaria Baldwin's life, or Ilaria Baldwin's life, was going seriously off the rails came from from the same place where she usually usually derives her sense of control. I started seeing comments on my Instagram, she said in an interview Tuesday. It's a very strange thing, and you can just be living your life, she said, when suddenly comments begin to mount suggesting that you, a famous person who has shared so much of yourself with your hundreds of thousands of followers, are not who they thought you to be. And you find your very identity the subject of international debate and skepticism. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Over the last week or so, millions of people, cooped up and tired and probably too online at the end of the year, have been surprised to learn that Hilaria Baldwin, 36, and the mother of five children with her husband, the actor Alec Baldwin, is not a Spaniard, but an American who was born and raised in Boston, and who was known, at least until 2009, as Hillary. See, this is why you need it at the top to be like, so this is about this person. All right. She says she's this. This isn't, this is, that was the story this week, so now I'm going to read you an article about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Because it doesn't, it does not outline that at the beginning, really. Unless you kind of already know it's been happening in the news. Yeah. I mean, so I guess. Explain. Uh, Alec Baldwin's wife pretends to be some from Spain and speaks with a Spanish accent. Uh, she's not Spanish at all, and was born in Boston to uh, uh, American that's parents. All no, that's all we needed. Okay, that's all I'm we sorry. Need. Okay, I, well, I feel like that that was explained here. No, what I just read. I needed it at the top. Okay, I'm sorry, continue. but you know. Yeah, I know, but they don't. All right, they might not. <laughs> I obviously right. know it. 
I'm sorry. All right, uh, I'll skip ahead. For for days now, the internet and the news media have dogged her, sharing evidence of Ms. Baldwin speaking in a Spanish accent in this video, but not in that one. A fluffy magazine spreads in Hola that cite her as a native Spanish speaker oh my God. of a Today Show clip showing her making gazpacho and asking Telemundo's A.V. Cisco what the uh, English word for cucumbers is, and of a biography posted on the website of creative artists agency, the talent organization, that said she was born in Mallorca, Spain. Oh my god, but she wasn't born in Spain? No, she's from Boston, so she... (laughs) She speaks some in a usually in a Spanish accent, but in some videos, not. Um, and her, she pretended on TV not to know the English word for cucumber when she was. And she said she was born in Spain. And her does talent, she still say she's born in Spain? I don't. So apparently, according to her, she has never said publicly that she's born in Spain. Her, her agency, her her representatives say that she was born in Spain. Um, what? But uh, apparently uh, she, she claims that they... Uh, well, Ms. Baldwin is bilingual and she speaks English with varying degrees of a Spanish accent depending on how happy or upset she is feeling, she said. That's her excuse for why. And some, sometimes she has a Spanish accent and sometimes she doesn't. But why, though? She's not Spanish. Yeah, at all. So yeah. why? That's what I'm confused about. Does she have Spanish parents? <laughs> no. Then why would she have an accent even when she's angry or not? That's that's that is the question. Hilaria, Carly. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she didn't know that Ola magazine, for which she has twice posed for the cover and which has written some twenty items about her on its English language website so far this year repeatedly reported inaccurately that she was a Spaniard. Oh, she didn't know. Well, she says she didn't read articles about herself. <laughs> so she had no idea they were saying that she was <laughs> Spanish. Very convenient, huh? Uh, she says that she got confused about the word for cucumber because it was one of her first times appearing on tel- live television and she was nervous. Brain fart, she said. <laughs> But she was speaking. Does she really speak Spanish? Yeah, she speaks all? Spanish. Uh, she she how speaks does, Spanish. How does she know Spanish? Uh, she, she just learned Spanish. Just learned Spanish. I think. Was she speaking Spanish? Like, and she said, "I need to know the English word for this for cucumber." I think she was speaking English. Like, but then she's you know, like, with her I, Spanish "What's the accent. word for this?" Yeah. Oh. Well, that's not her being like speaking in Spanish, asking for the English word for cucumber. That's. That's her speaking I English doubt. in a Spanish accent, yeah. making a Spanish dish, asking the English word for an ingredient in it. I don't think she was asking necessarily for the English. Like it was, she's like, "Oh, what's this called again?" Yeah, like a brain fart. Yeah, but, yeah I know, I, but it's still funny. Yeah, no, it is. I think I, it's. Dumb. I choose to read it as she was pretending to not know the word for cucumber. I don't think that's what she was Th- trying to way, do, but, but I think that's how it came off. Yeah. That's way funnier. Well, yeah. Okay. And this, I mean, there's nothing, I just think this whole situation is very, very humorous. It is very humorous. I know that people were trying to, like, figure out ways in which it was problematic or something. Well, it is, but. I don't think so. Yes, it is. There's nothing, what? What's wrong with. Why are you pretending to be Spanish? Because she's a celebrity and celebrities are insane. Yeah, but why did she want to pretend she was Spanish? Because she likes Spain. 
Okay. I don't know about that, Harry. I think you're wrong here. Um, as for the CAA bio, she can only assume the agency used unverified information from the internet to write a sloppy bio. I rarely at all work with CAA now, she said. It was very disappointing. A spokeswoman for Ola declined to comment. A spokesman for CAA declined to comment. So, hmm. her, she, she, she says that the reason her agency says that she was born in Spain is because they must have just got it from the Ola articles that she didn't read or fact check about her. <laughs> okay. But all those misconceptions are why she agreed to speak to a reporter for 80 minutes as she cuddled and nursed her infant son. Today we have an opportunity to clarify for people who have been confused and have been confused in some ways by people misrepresenting me. <laughs> uh, one of the most important places to start is this idea of boundaries, said Ms. Baldwin, who invites social media followers into her, her, into her home life with Mr. Baldwin and their five fair-haired young children by routinely sharing images like her underwear-clad workout routines, innumerable pregnancy selfies, and the sponsored diaper ad videos for of her infant son. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Well, that, uh, one of the most important places to start is is this idea of boundaries, said Ms. Baldwin. She's addressing people talking about her having a sp fake Spanish accent. Oh, and she thinks people don't have any boundaries? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's saying, like, that people should respect her boundaries. She, that they shouldn't, they shouldn't be looking into where she was born and stuff. Well, what she's... was the point she was trying? What were the point? What was the point that this article was trying to make? I mean, it was, it it was it was pointing out the kind of dis dissonance there uh, between her talking about wanting boundaries from people and her uh, posting every minute of her life on. And all her well, private that's details exactly on Instagram. What they were saying, but I think they were one of okay. I'll read it again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's what they were necessarily. I I think that would have been a better argument, but I think they were like, well, she shows pictures of herself half naked. So, what does she have to say about boundaries? Like <laughs> okay. that's not no what no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I don't I mean, like the point that they are trying to make there. Right. I'm sorry. I don't like it. But I, I know she does post a lot about every second of the day, but I don't think that's what they were saying. I, I think they were okay. saying other things. But, uh, yeah. I think that is what they were saying, maybe not so artfully. No. No. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> we have this thing called oversharing, which I've actually been accused of, she said. But she says that I that idea oversimplifies and misunderstands her boundaries. My children are young enough, and I'm sharing, uh, and I'm just sharing sweet little things of them. Um, but when it comes to her parents, well, she even left them out of her 2012 wedding announcement. Uh, I, I don't know. She's, I guess, she doesn't like talking. I don't know. She said she had purposely avoided sharing details of her upbringing because she didn't want her parents to get a lot of attention just because she married a rich person. Okay. The but trouble her kids can be all over yeah. social media? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, the trouble began for Ms. Baldwin on December 21st. That is when a woman who uses the Twitter handle at Lenny Briscoe, uh, like the Law and Order character Lenny Briscoe, decided to answer her pandemic holiday ennui by thumb typing out something that had been on her mind. You have to admire Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her 
decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person, the woman wrote. She went on to post about the accent inconsistencies, clips showing the decidedly non-Spanish, entirely New England establishment bona fides of Ms. Baldwin's parents, and the unfortunate cucumber moment. <laughs> she said that Ms. Baldwin's American upbringing was an open secret among many people in New York, and she just decided to make it less secret. We're all bored, and it just seems so strange to me that no one had ever come out and said it, especially for someone who gets so much media attention, said the woman, who was granted anonymity by the New York Times because she said she was scared that Mr. Baldwin, who agreed to take an anger management course in 2019 in order to dispose of his charges after a fight with a man over a parking spot and has been arrested, escorted from a plane, and suspended from a job as an MSNBC host all in the last decade, would punch her. A yeah. spokeswoman for Mr. Baldwin declined to comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the tweets took off fake Twitter accounts accusing me of fake identity, Ms. Baldwin pointed out with incredulity, and the media found its end of December replacement for the fodder usually provided by an unusually restrained President Trump. Um, Periodistas on the other side of the Atlantic weighed in, too, with El Mundo, the widely read Spanish newspaper, writing, Hilaria Baldwin confesses that she was not born in Spain and her real and her name is not real. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, the things I have shared about my le- myself are very clear, Ms. Baldwin said. I was born in Boston. I spent time in Boston and in Spain. My family now lives in Spain. I moved to New York when I was 19 years old, and I have lived here ever since. For me, I feel like I have spent 10 years sharing that story over and over again, and now it seems like it's not enough. Well, I just don't know why she pretends to have a Spanish accent. Well, it seems like her whole family just is, like, obsessed with Spain. Even though they they have no... She's not, like... None of no one in her family is from Spain. Her parents and her brother have moved to Spain, but none of them have like Spanish heritage or anything. Um, they love Spain, but every, her whole family, yeah, her, <laughs> just loves right. Spain. Ms. Baldwin said she made her Boston heritage clear to her husband when they met at a vegan restaurant in 2011. She was speaking in Spanish to an Argentine man and his girlfriend who were seated at a table next to one where Mr. Baldwin was seated. I walked by him, she said of Mr. Baldwin, and he called out to her. Who are you? I must know you. I must know you, she recalled. He said, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Boston. That was the first thing I said. Uh, That that has always been my narrative. Um, Parenthetical. Still, my wife is from Spain, Mr. Baldwin once said on television to David Letterman. (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Yeah. He's even said she's from Spain? Yeah. Um, Was there evidence of her saying she's from Spain? I don't know. Wait, uh, did he go along with the with the con too, or was it just like I mean, he thought much. she was from Spain? No, I I, I assume that he knows that she's not from Spain. I would I would guess they had like a whole like Spanish themed wedding, and they, you know, they visit Spain a lot. Um, and uh, she addresses later in the article um, uh, that uh, she always. On Instagram, she'll whenever she posts about like going on vacation in Spain, that say that she's going home and stuff. <laughs> um, uh. Let me see. When they were at home in Boston, Ms. Baldwin said the family spoke Spanish and cooked Spanish food. Family friends from Spain would often live with the Hayward Thomases for extended stays when visiting the United States. When we weren't in Spain, we called it "We brought Spain into our home." She said. <laughs> okay, so she just really wanted to be Spanish. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Ms. Baldwin first visited Spain with her parents when she was a baby, she said, and she went at least yearly thereafter. She declined to explain in detail how frequently they traveled there or how long they stayed. I think it would be maddening to do such a tight timeline of everything. You know, sometimes there was school involved. Sometimes it was a vacation. Uh, it was such a mix, mishmash. Is that the right word? Like a mix of different things. Or it was such a mix, a mish, mishmash. Is that the right word? That's not. Is that a, a Spanish accent? No. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, these experiences explain why the Spanish language, culture, food, and traditional dance are so important to her identity, she said. And she and Mr. Baldwin are working to recreate this for their children. But she's not Spanish. <laughs> she you can't just be like, I really like Spanish stuff, so I'm going to teach my children that they're Spanish by doing Spanish things with them. What? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. She's Spanish if she wants to be Spanish. No, it's not how that works. Just because you speak Spanish and you go to Spain all the time does not make you Spanish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She said she didn't think that her referring in online posts to her travel to Spain as going home was misleading. Home is where my parents are going to be, she said. If my parents move to China, I'm going to go to China and say I'm going home. Uh, I don't th think so. Though she has said her family has roots in Spain, she said she was speaking colloquially. Uh, colloquially. Those people who I call my family, I am learning in this particular situation, I have to say, people who we have considered to be our family. <laughs> what? She has, said her, she has said her family has roots in Spain, um, and she... But she, no, she, it's she, family friends who have roots. Yeah, she fame, said she was so speaking colloquially. Like, yeah, okay. she was just—they're just people who we have considered to be our family. I didn't actually mean they were our, my family. Okay. <laughs> didn't want anyone to actually think that. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um. She said she did not believe her story was one that bears any connection to cultural appropriation because she said, as much as American culture has shaped her, so too has the culture of Spain. Who is to say what you're allowed to absorb and not absorb growing up? I mean, fair, but also she pretends to have a Spanish accent. And her <laughs> husband said she was from Spain on TV. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Like, I mean, I guess she went to Spain a lot and she has a lot of family friends who are from Spain. And that was a big thing in her household. You know, she can cook some Spanish dishes, speak some Spanish, but like... You can't just uh -huh. say you're from Spain. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, here's here's where she uh, um, compares her her situation to that of uh, LGBTQ people. No. Uh, she is trying to find value in the drama swirling around her. There is a reason this conversation is happening right now, she said. These are important conversations to have, but as people are able to come out as different parts of themselves and how they identify and have people listen, I think that's extremely important. So she's trying to say she's coming out as Spanish? <laughs> I don't know. What? I'm lost about that argument. That doesn't I make any sense. Her talking about... She's coming out as Spanish, Harry. Yeah. She's decided that she is Spanish. <laughs> She knows in her heart that well, she's no, she Spanish. hasn't decided that she's Spanish. She, she has all Spanish. she is. Yeah, exactly. She this is <laughs> That's know. such a dumb that has nothing to do with Oh uh. god, that's so sad that she made that comparison. Mm -hmm. No. 
deciding that you are like knowing in your heart that you're Spanish is uh-huh. not the same as knowing you are gay. <laughs> <sighs> Ms. Baldwin's name change especially is what confounds people who knew her in her Hillary years. Yeah, wait, why did she change her name to Ilaria? <laughs> The old Ilaria thing is hilarious to me. <laughs> the whole Hilaria thing is hilarious to Wait, me. Wait, is that what she says? No, this is said oh, okay. Alexander Rechitz, uh, who was Ms. Baldwin's competitive dance partner from 2006 until 2009, and who now is the founder of AVR Dynamics, a business and marketing consultancy. Good for mm-hmm. him. Uh, when they dance the rumba and the cha-cha in, a, in events like the New York Dance Festival and the MIT Open, he knew her, he knew her as Hilar- Hillary Hayward Thomas. Uh, some, <laughs> sometime after she and met Mr. Retchitz stopped dancing together, Ms. Baldwin took on the Spanish-inspired version of her given name. <laughs> I understand why she did it, said Mr. Retchitz, who said that Ms. Baldwin was a kind, caring, and talented person. It was always her desire to be considered Spanish. She had roots in Spain. Her brother lived there. She visited there a lot. But Hillary is a very good, strong name. So why would you change that when you were born here and you weren't born in Spain? <laughs> I have a lot of nicknames in Russian, Mr. Wretched, who has immigrated to New York from Belarus, but I'm still Ag- Alexander everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah, that's the weirdest part that she's like, oh, actually, my name is Ilaria. Yeah. No, it's not. What did she say about Did she say anything about that? Uh, Ms. Baldwin said that as she got older, she wanted to choose one version of her name, and she chose Ilaria. And for her, it all comes back to the idea of boundaries. You are entitled to your privacy, she said, of all of us on the internet. I am entitled to my privacy. People say, no, you're not entitled to your privacy because you married a famous person and you have Instagram. Well, that's not really true. I mean, she's right about that. That's the end of the article. But, I mean, changing your name is valid, but changing your name to the Spanish version and saying you're from Spain, that's... (laughs) Uh, not okay. So she decided to choose the name Ilaria, she's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I don't... <laughs> she's insane. Yeah. What? I mean, I don't think there's anything really wrong with this. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it should be okay for uh, celebrities to be insane. Well, this is, no, it's not okay for her to do this. <laughs> Sorry. I mean. I it's know. not. All right. I mean, Madonna's been speaking with a fake British accent for decades. She does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's crazy, and that's that's fine. That is, that's preferable, I think. But does she say she is British? I don't. I have no idea. I don't Doubt know that it. much about Madonna. I don't know. I don't like that she's like. My name is Ilaria. I'm from Spain. My family is from Spain, and I have a Spanish accent. <laughs> no, that's a lot different than just having a fake British accent because you think because you, you like it. It'd be a little more okay if she just put on a Spanish accent and was like, "Well, I just really like it." <laughs> I don't know. It's still weird to me. I knew a guy in college who used a fake British accent. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. I saw him sometimes. Yeah. He was was weird. He was weird. He wore a top hat and a suit and a pipe. He had a pipe, and then he would speak in a British accent. And then all the teachers would be like, dude, 
stop and he's like well this is my accent and they're like where are you from and he's like california or something like that i don't even know and then they're like that's not your real accent and he was like yeah it is my dad's from california and my mom's from i don't know somewhere else weird and then he's like that's how i got my my accent But it was a little. Well, his his mom's from the U.S. or not? Yeah, I think they're okay. Both from That's the what you US. meant by somewhere weird. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they're both from the U.S. but in different states. So he's like, you know, it came together to be British. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> he asked me if I was Polish. I think I think it was Polish. I think so. Yeah. And then I said no, and then he's like, "Oh, you look like you'd be from a Polish community," and I was like, "Oh." He's like, you're very pale. And I'm like, uh. yeah, and he's like, you're very, very pale. And he just wouldn't drop it that I was very pale, but he was just shocked I wasn't from Poland or from a Polish community in Chicago. And I'm like, no. He's like, but you're very pale. Are you sure you're not Polish? And I'm like, uh, I did not grow up in a Polish community. My parents are not like Polish. No, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm part Polish somewhere in there. But no, I'm not from Poland, and I didn't grow up in a Polish community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, this is a stupid story. That's all right. Uh, so that that's the end. Um, no, I meant this was oh, a this stupid was... story. My story was not stupid. No, it wasn't. I liked your story. Except you said, I like this one. that's all right. Not, that's not stupid. Well, I thought you, you meant the whole thing was stupid. This whole conversation is stupid. This has been the uh, Celebrity Gossip Gully. This has been the Gossip Gulch. The Gossip Gulch. <laughs> Any- all right. Well, anything else you want to add to this? No, I, don't, I just think it's funny. It is very funny. Fun. This, it's old news by now. No one's talking about it. Yeah, it's, it was it's from like old. December thirtieth. That's when the New York Times article was. That's a long time ago. That was twenty twenty news. Yeah, it's last year. Oh, mm-hmm. Harry and I are unemployed. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I applied for unemployment today, and they're like, eh, "It's estimated you'll get zero dollars," and I'm like, "But why? I I work like almost full time." <laughs> what (laughs) and then i'm like did my financial aid not my did my unemployment benefits run out the first time i was on unemployment because that's dumb (laughs) because i lost my job both times because of covid so shouldn't i be covered for that yes (sighs) anyway (laughs) you'll you'll get your money. money venmo paypal oh known unknowns has a paypal has anyone ever paypal'd us no no Okay. I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. Pay us for episodes, guys. Stop being moochers, I swear to God. No, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's okay, this is a free podcast, always will be free. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There will always be a free version. Ow! Sorry, I snagged <laughs> have... my nail. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, we have no specific plans of there not being a free version at this uh, there being a non-free version yeah i know no there's no (laughs) (laughs) i think i think no one will ever want to put ads on this thing no no one would want to pay for it either no (laughs) you're right oh oops all right ready yes I saw a glimpse of your paper a minute ago, so I know what you're going to do, but I like, I support it. 
What am I doing? You're doing uh, Avril Lavigne is dead. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've known about this for obviously a while, but I didn't even think about doing it until like a year ago, probably over a year ago. We did like a giveaway of like a Starbucks gift card or something. I don't even remember. And some stickers, known mm-hmm. unknown stickers. And uh, everyone who entered had to put in a topic they wanted to hear about or something they think is interesting. And someone was like, oh, uh, celebrity fake deaths or like doppelgangers like Avril Lavigne. And I was like, whoa, you're right. And then I just never got around to doing it. So whoever commented that over a year ago, if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. So my articles are from The Guardian. Cool. BreezeJMood.org. Okay. <laughs> uh, osu.edu, uh-huh. ew.com, and vice. Cool. So, this is the conspiracy. This is all from the vice website and the Brazilian fan site that started the conspiracy. So, yeah. Ready? Okay. So, this is me telling you the conspiracy as in this conspiracy is real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this story? I know a little bit. Okay. Uh, do you, do you wanna... like Avril Lavigne? I love Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. I, I haven't really listened to it I've much. never listened to her newer stuff, only her older stuff. Skater Boy, Skater Boy Days is when I listened. I've never, I've never gone out of my way. I've never intentionally listened to Avril Lavigne. Well, you're weird. Yeah, you're right. Avril Lavigne. I wanted to be Avril Lavigne when I was little. Did I tell you that? I think so, When I was little, I would listen to Avril Lavigne. And I would like, you know how she would like do that thing where she pulled her hair? She would pull her own hair? No. It was like a like a punk rock, I don't know, like an angsty teen emo kind of thing. She'd like get on stage and like pull her own hair. So I would like jump off of things, uh-huh. like singing yeah. her songs, like yanking out my hair. Cool. <laughs> and I wanted to be Avril Lavigne. <laughs> and I was like six. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, Dad, why did you let me listen to these and, like, become Avril Lavigne? Why? Why not? It's weird. Nah. Okay. It's cool. She kind of looks like Kristen Bell in this picture. Just a big one there. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. That's a newer photo of her, though, so. Yeah, it's I'm probably just saying. not her. Yeah, okay, you're right. Anyway, ready? When Avril Lavigne released the photo of the hyper-kawaii train wreck of a track, Hello Kitty, two years ago, I don't know when this was from, maybe like a year or two? Fans were confused, this article. When did Hello Kitty come out? I don't know. Actually, look that up, because I don't listen to any of her new music, so I was unaware of any of this stuff. Hello Kitty came out in 2013, so this article is from 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, aside from the claims of cultural appropriation, Billboard uh, were just one of many publications to assert that the track squeezed, quote, Gwen Stefani's Japan fetishization into an even more unseemly, unseemly package, end quote. The track introduced a markedly different Levine to the character her fans had come to know. Where were the fingerless gloves? The scarlet streaks in her hair. What happened to the skater boy? That's what, yeah. Well, yeah, because you saw the Hello Kitty. Right. She's like... She's kind of... I mean, look at her top. She's in like a black leather thing. 
I mean, that, that and then like a like kawaii a skirt, right? I saw this earlier. She's in like a. Okay. Oh wait, maybe not. Yeah, okay, she's in on. like a. I mean, it's in it's a, a photo less. Photo I saw. She was in like it's a. It's a less punky kind of thing. Maybe that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a bomber jacket kind of thing. No, she goes into go later on into this. This is behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't know. I've uh, never listened to Hello Kitty though, so it could be like a. Well, whatever. Anyway, well, you know, Kauai or Kauai, I don't know how you say it, but Kauai, I think. Yeah. Um, Everyone knows what that is, right? Pink yeah. and cute and blah, blah, you know? Cute, yeah. I Isn't love it. Yeah. Kauai basically means, yeah. I'm sure it's not exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, it seems now, dear readers, we may have the answer. <laughs> the Avril Lavigne behind Abhorrent Slumber Party hit Hello Kitty is <laughs> not the same Avril Lavigne behind Skater Boy, Complicated, or even Mobile, a single released only in Australia and New Zealand and part of the soundtrack to an equally dire Hollywood blockbuster Wimble- Wimbledon. Because, dear readers, all the Avril Lavigne behind Skater Boy is dead bum, bum, bum. and was replaced with an actress shortly after the release of her seminal debut album, Let Go. I know it's a lot to take on board. Really, I do. <laughs> but that's the theory that's been posited by an Avril Lavigne fan site based in Brazil, and it's important we pay attention. Like all good conspiracy theories, uh, the Avril Lavigne theory yields an impressive amount of informant truth. Information, that's not at all what that said. The Avril Lavigne theory yields an impressive amount of information that, if true, will change the fabric and understanding of the world we live in. What are you... I'm just looking at Avril Lavigne albums. Okay. Uh, so prepare yourself, dear readers. Vice, what are you... Who wrote this? <laughs> Um, <laughs> as we take a look at the facts as represented by the Brazilian fan site. Mm-hmm. In 1998, the real Avril Ramona Levine won a singing contest. As a result, she ditched the friends pictured in photographs here and embarked on a new life without them into the world of music. <laughs> Yet our tragic story doesn't begin here. It starts in 2001. When then 17-year-old Avril Ramona Levine signs a million-dollar contract with music mogul L.A. Reid. From here, Avril Ramona Levine's... Why do they keep using the full name? I don't know. Avril Levine's life seemingly changed for the better. Her debut album, Let Go, was the second best-selling in the world. Shares in popular high street shag band merchant... Claire's accessories went through the roof. (laughs) The video for Complicated saw teens across the world embark on a new trend called Crashing the Mall. (laughs) Complicated, see the way you're... Do you know all those songs? I've heard them. Acting like it's somebody else gets me frustrated. Yeah. Life's like this you fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into uh (laughs) very good i know everyone wanted to hear me sing that (laughs) you definitely know the song (laughs) 
I need everyone to know that I am a true Avril Lavigne fan, <laughs> except I don't listen to any of her new music. Only the real Avril yeah, music is what tr- I listen to. true Avril Lavigne fan. That's why you don't listen to the new music. Yeah. The outside world. To the outside world, everything was gravy. Yet, if we could astral project into Avril Ramona Lavigne's psyche. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is terrible. During this imperial period of her career, she would see that, as has been confirmed by everyone from Johnny Depp to Lauren Conrad from The Hills, being famous sucks. Yeah. I hope one day when I'm famous, I don't want to die all the time. Well, that's why you got being... I don't want to be like Johnny Depp famous. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, you, we know being famous sucks. That's why you got to do fun stuff like pretend you're Spanish or something <laughs> to like spice things up. That's true. Yeah. I really don't want to be Johnny Depp famous. I want to be like CW famous, you know? Okay. That's what I want to be. Have like uh, little junior high girls just be like, oh my God, you're so great. You're so pretty. I'll be like, thank you. Uh, what? That's the cops coming for you. Uh, <laughs> shut up. I didn't mean... <laughs> God damn it. You know that's not it. It takes an incredible toll on one's person. So pretty soon Avril followed in the footsteps of Brittany, being famous is just a job, Spears, and hired a lookalike to confuse the paparazzi that were constantly pursuing her. Okay. Avril but Ramona the, Levine's did the, did the lookalike kill her? Because the lookalike wanted... Oh, shit. I, that's not even in the theory, but I'm going to say that's the theory. Okay. Okay. Does, is there a theory on how she died? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, double is... And I like your story way more. Um, Avril Ramona Levine's double is reportedly called Melissa Vendella. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too quick. <laughs> ridiculous that there's a name to the uh who quickly become friends and the two quickly become friends it is just a coincidence that the name uh melissa is written in permanent sharpie ink on avril's hand during a photo shoot look it up look it up avril levine melissa okay yeah so that they could tell avril and the lookalike apart when they were like i have no idea I don't Avril know. Levine, Melissa. Melissa. Look it up. Uh, images. Oh, it might just show up doppelganger. Put Melissa on hand. Hand. Uh, there she is. Oh, 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 there it is. Right there. Melissa. I don't understand, but I mean, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Avril. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get the photo, but yeah. Um. Okay, great. Let Go is a difficult album to follow up, but try this. Shortly after writing sessions began on Avril Ramona Levine's follow-up record, her grandfather passed away. During this time, submerged under the pressure of releasing a new record, the toil of fame in this new loss, Avril Levine entered a deep and dark depression. She would, let her, she would later be found dead at her home and her family, and her family, record label, and anyone else in the know kept quiet. So she is said to have killed herself. But I don't like that story. I like Melissa killed her. Yeah, I think Melissa murdered her Shit. to be the real... I like that whole. theory way more. This one's kind of depressing. How do they know it was her and not the lookalike? I guess it was the one that had Avril written on the hand. No! 
It's because the she looks different. Okay, anyway. Avril Ramona Levine's doppelganger steps in to take her place. Uh-huh. Yet, in an interesting and perhaps all-too-convenient turn of events, the double leaks details involving... So Melissa leaks details involving Avril's passing in the record's lyrics, <gasps> booklet, and promotional materials. If you, if you play it backwards, does it say Avril is dead? No. <laughs> Most specifically in the songs My Happy Ending. So much for my happy ending. Oh, oh. I just want everyone to know the song. Oh, that's what it sounds like yeah that's what it sounds like and nobody's home that's a sad song um in 2004 under my skin is released and it's from there and it's from here that fans specifically those in brazil started to notice something is afoot just look at these screenshots below that show the difference between real avril lavigne and her double Okay, hang on. Look up. Just look at like that. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's like showing like birthmarks and stuff that aren't the same. That's it. There was uh-huh. nothing in the photo that looked different, but. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just stuff All like right. that. Like looking at. Interesting. The differences in birthmarks, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty convincing, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I... that's the picture they showed in the article, oh, actually. The one? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. She's but I not... don't understand it. I'm like, it's... but they all look the same to me. I, I don't know. Oh, that, well, there's there's a little blemish right there that's missing from the other picture. Uh-huh. The little dot in the middle of her forehead. It it's, it's moved. It's, oh, it has. Oh, it's slightly huh? lower there. Uh, it's it's oh. like right between her eyebrows, rather than like slightly. Uh oh. Well, actually, I don't know which of these three is supposed to. I don't be either. I don't eat. I don't either. Okay. Um, anyway. When you remember that skin blemishes are permanent, what? And unchanging from the day you're born till the day you die, the above is plain and irrefutable evidence that Avril Lavigne was replaced with an imposter. (gasps) The story doesn't end there, though. If you're still not convinced, then just check this out. Just last year, fake Avril Lavigne was questioned about whether or not she was a clone on live TV. (laughs) And guess what happened? She fumbled the entire performance. Oh, yeah? This is proof enough. I think we can all agree that Boyfriend, Hello Kitty, and Here's to Never Growing Up are songs that didn't come from Avril Lavigne as we know and love. Of course, the guy behind... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, well, well, how did she fumble the clone question? She fumbled the performance after she was questioned about oh, it. Oh, she's asked. Oh, I she see. She said uh, no. She was like, I'm not a double. <laughs> no. And then she was like, off her game for the performance. Wait, you want to hear some title uh, title to one of these articles that I thought was really funny? Yeah. <laughs> he was a skater boy. She was replaced by a clone. <laughs> 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 Avril Lavigne is dead. That's what the whole thing That's is. That's funny. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's the conspiracy theory. How much do you buy this? But I'm not done with the... All right, well, I have... I don't... I think think they're on the right track. I think that the... So I think that the conspiracy theory of her dying and being replaced by a clone, I think she has been replaced by a clone or lookalike or something, but I think that she faked her death and made 
to make there be a conspiracy theory about it. I think she faked her death, uh, just like Paul McCartney did, um, and they're both hanging out together somewhere. Shit. I I, I think Paul McCartney did the same thing. He faked his death and then made there be a, in order for there to be a conspiracy theory about him being replaced by a lookalike. Shit. Okay. All right. Well, here's the origin behind the whole conspiracy. Are you ready? Yes. This theory allegedly originated from an online Brazilian blog called... This is a lot of Brazilian. Uh, But it's called something. In 2005. So it originated in 2005 on a Brazilian blog post. Ready? The blog post, which is entirely in Portuguese, details the conspiracy and its evidence. It points to differences in Avril's skin, nose, and even videos of her music and lyrics to prove stylistic changes. When the conspiracy gained speed on Twitter and other websites in America, supporters of the ideas laid out that the original post failed to notice an important disclaimer. (laughs) So, the person who wrote the blog post... He said, this blog was created to show how conspiracy theories can look true. (laughs) So, You did a bad job at that. Of course, the guy behind the Brazilian fan site has since claimed that Avril Lavigne never died and was never replaced by a lookalike, and that the theory was cooked up as an experiment to explain how, with the right information, you can make anyone on the internet believe anything. Hey, though... We, we can all dream, right? Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> I am complicated. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I know you don't want to listen to this anymore. In 2015, in an article, BuzzFeed reporter Ryan Broderick attributes his tweet to causing the theory to garner attention in America. He claims that after he heard about the hoax when working in Brazil, he tweeted about it. He wrote that he thought the theory was humorous, posting that the blog was a kind of an inside joke in Brazil. After his tweet, several articles were released about the theory in America. What started as a simple gag blew up into an internet phenomenon, proving that information can be taken out of context and blown out of proportion. According to BBC, the story that some internet junkies have latched onto is that Levine committed suicide in 2003 and hired an actress named Melissa Vendela to take her place. It's unclear how Vendela became tied to the story, and after the alleged transition, some say her lyrics hint at her death. Heavy.com cites the song My Happy Ending, which contains these lyrics that some believe relate to the details of her suicide. Don't leave me hanging. In a city so dead, help me up, help up so high on such a breakable thread. Levine also opened up about her struggle with Lyme disease in 2015, BBC reports. This could be a factor in her shift to darker emotional song lyrics. Maybe she died of Lyme disease. Yeah, maybe. So this is Avril's response. Oh, okay. Uh, someone, uh, an interviewer asks her, there was a conspiracy theory a few years back going around that you died and a doppelganger named Melissa took your place. Seeing that story go viral, how did that affect you personally? And she says, more like that it's just a dumb internet rumor and I'm flabbergasted that people bought into it. Isn't that so weird? It's so dumb. And I look the exact same. 
on one hand, everyone is like, oh my god, you look the same. And on the other hand, people are like, oh my god, she died. <laughs> well, because another conspiracy is that she never, like, she still looks so young. And oh, she's actually right. pretty old, so Melissa was obviously younger. Like, that's why she right. never aged I the way see. she was supposed to. So that's why. Got or, like, it. she just never ages is another thing. But also, let's just talk about the weird... Like, I think, overall... Um, overall, I think this is a harmless conspiracy. I, I mean, they're all saying she killed herself, which I don't really like that narrative. But, I mean, saying that she, you know, died and was replaced with a doppelganger, I think everyone knows that's not real, right? Like, it's just yeah. funny. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think everyone knows that, like, the changes in her skin and, like, birthmarks and nose is just plastic surgery and, like, removal stuff. Like, yeah. And... Just like, yeah, I mean, plastic surgery, basically. <laughs> and, like, she grew up, so she couldn't just play the whole angsty, emo teen role anymore. So that's why her songs aren't about that. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, we obviously all know that it's just plastic surgery. I mean, yeah, that's why her nose is different and she doesn't have certain birthmarks anymore. And also, in photos... It's like obviously in that photo where she's just hanging out with her friends that she posted a million years ago, and then that profess for that professional photo shoot photo, they're gonna like blur out and take out Photoshop those blemishes out, right? right? Or the birthmarks out. Uh-huh. So it's just a stupid Air- airbrushing thing to me. Tech and expectations have changed over the years. Yeah. yeah, and like even people point to her teeth, and I'm like, it's called fake teeth. Veneers. <laughs> have you every celebrity has them every celebrity has fake teeth and a new nose what are you talking about i don't understand but obviously i think it's just a funny conspiracy that people just like to laugh about i genuinely don't think many people think this is real yeah no. I think they just think it's funny yeah no, and honestly it's really funny. i would think it was so funny if this was going around about me yeah i know you would love it that would be so funny <laughs> yeah. i'd play into it i'd be yeah, like i, I don't know. know you might and you never know mm-hmm so I'm going to point out some celebrity doppelganger honorable mentions that okay. didn't make it into the, that didn't make it a whole thing because I just wanted to comment that I wanted this to be a whole story about celebrity doppelgangers, but I liked this story the best. So I just wanted to add in some extras for you, okay. sprinkle in some more. So like you mentioned earlier, Paul McCartney, right? Yep. Possibly the best-known example is the claim that Paul McCartney was replaced with a look-alike after he'd been killed in a car accident. The urban legend took root in 1969 following the release of the Beatles' Abbey Road. Fans hunted for clues. They were convinced John Lennon was saying, I buried Paul in strawberry fields forever, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Lennon Lennon said he was actually saying cranberry sauce. Unlike some more recent conspiracy theories, the person at the center actually rebutted the claim. In an interview with Life magazine in November 1969, McCartney said, quote, perhaps the rumor started because I haven't been seen much in the press lately, end quote. (laughs) Next, Taylor Swift. This one made me laugh. Moving away from the clone replaces celebrity genre, theorists believe Taylor Swift is, in fact, the clone of a former satanic priestess. Oh, hell yeah. That's fun. I should do a story on this. Yeah, you should. 
The, the theory, which dates back to 2011, claims Swift is an Illuminati clone of Zena LaVey, the daughter of the founder of the Church of Satan. <laughs> Essentially, the two look similar. Look it up. There are thousands of videos on YouTube comparing the two, which surely counts as proof. Go to images. Sorry, that was a really long pause. Oh, yeah. Zena LaVey and Taylor Swift. They do look a they lot look alike, so much actually. Similar. I mean, the nose is, like, spot on. Let's talk about that. The yeah. nose is spot on. They Shoot. look like blonde women wearing makeup to me. I, I can't tell them apart. I think they look a lot alike. I think Taylor Swift is maybe a little thin. Whoa, that photo looks the same, though, to me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and the last one. That everyone probably knows. Beyonce. I don't know this one. You don't know this one? No, I only knew the uh, Avril Lavigne and Paul McCartney ones. Hmm. I thought this one was pretty popular. Okay, Beyonce and Jay-Z have long been associated with the Illuminati. Well, yeah, I yeah. know that. On certain pockets of the internet. Uh, so much so that Beyonce referenced it in Formation. It is also claimed that the Illuminati uses clones to brainwash society. Sometimes all it takes to set a conspiracy wheels in motion is two different pictures of the same person. And the Beyonce cloning theory gained a flurry of attention last year when Facebook post when a Facebook post compared images of the singer from 2010 to 2016 went viral. It read, quote, Fans, the chick on the left is her, but the chick on the right is not. This high-degree masonry witch on the right is cloned. Sick. <laughs> hmm. Again, plastic surgery. Lots of makeup. Makeup is different. It's five years now. Five years is a lot. You can do a lot with makeup. <laughs> I don't really see the difference either. I mean, I'm sure she got some Botox or something, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Does Beyonce get Botox? I can see her just being naturally that flawless. But, I mean, she has thicker eyebrows now, I guess. Mm-hmm. She looks the same. I, well, that's how you know. That looks the they same They did a good job. And she looks, you know, older. <laughs> I should, I should talk about how uh, Katy Perry is uh, Jean Benet, John Benet Ramsey. Oh yeah, I should do that sometime. That's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. We're we're almost an hour in. Should I still do my other topic that yes. I was gonna do? How All long right. is it? Not dirt. I mean, it can be as long as we want. And yeah, just talk about it. All right. Well, so. I have been very depressed the last few weeks. Yeah, um, we know. And a, a fun or side of no, a, a fun side effect of that is me uh, reverting to my childhood interests, and uh, I've been I've been I've been watching race cars go he around. He has. He's been, been watching race cars. I've been watching. Uh, it's not not NASCAR anymore because I have access to cooler stuff like. Uh huh. <laughs> cooler know. stuff, Harry. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Anyway, so I, I typed in haunted car oh into Google. <laughs> <laughs> cars cars are bad. I I, I do yeah, not like them. What? No one should own a car. I uh in in the future that cars will be outlawed because they are bad for the environment and they are bad for people. Uh mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. forty thousand people 
die in car accidents every year. It's the leading cause of death for children. Um, yep. You're... But also because they're haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the reason they're going <laughs> to get taken away, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I, I've got a few a few stories about haunted cars okay. to talk about. I want to hear them. Um, so this this is called Ghost Car in Broad Daylight. <laughs> This happened back in real? the summer. Yeah. Is this a true story? It saying? is a true story. Okay. Happened back in the summer of 1995. Ooh. I lived in the Cincinnati area and was attending college at the Art Academy of Cincinnati. Fancy. I had an afternoon class and, as usual, took Columbia Parkway to school. Okay. Columbia Parkway has, a, has had a long history of fatal accidents. Once oh, the local shit. news reported that every accident that ever occurred on this stretch of highway ended in a death. Oh my god, what? No. <laughs> that seems unlikely. This was a warm, sunny afternoon. Wait, every accident that happened on that highway ended in a death? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I thought it meant every car that drove on the road. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not true. That's how I heard it for some reason. <laughs> every car that drives on the Why would they have that road? I don't know, Harry. That's why I was, that's why I was like, that can't be real. <laughs> But yeah, every accident that happens no, on a highway, it's just sure, a road. yeah, death. The road. Well, I mean, the problem is the road ends just at the end of a cliff, and there's no way to turn around. Mm-hmm. It's on a steep hill. Yeah, obviously. Um, so this was a warm, sunny afternoon, and there was no traffic. When I got to Worcester Pike on my way to Columbia Parkway, however, I noticed an ugly, light brown, rusty car that looked like it was from the late '60s or early '70s, covered in bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> the bumper stickers also looked like they were from the 1970s. Really big, really large block type print. The car was really loud, like it had a hole in its exhaust. It was traveling slowly, only about 40 miles per hour, and it was in my lane, so I slowed down and memorized some of the politically charged bumper stickers. I switched lanes, sped up to about 70, and saw the car left in the dust in my rearview mirror. I continued to look back, oh, and she there was, was driving? Yeah. Oh, damn. I thought she was walking. I assume when I think of college student going to class, I think (laughs) of their walking. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, I continued to look back and there was no other traffic at all. And there are no turnoffs on this stretch of road. But when I had to stop at the red light, there was the very same ugly car waiting for me at the stoplight. Uh, I thought I must be crazy, but I know no one passed me, and I left this car in the dust. Oh, yeah, that's weird as hell. And there's, like, no turns, and, like, oh, that's crazy. That's real creepy. I'd be like, wait, what? (laughs) All the bumper stickers were the same. It made the same sound. It had rust in all the same places. It was definitely the same car I left in my dust. (laughs) (laughs) I was baffled on how this was possible. I suddenly felt uncomfortable and looked over at the driver, and he was a teenager, a skinny boy staring straight ahead, hands exactly at 11 and 2 o'clock on the wheel. What I noticed, what was really odd, is this, is this guy never moved. In fact, he never even blinked. I thought this time I'll pass him, and I will not take my eyes off my rearview mirror. Oh, well, that's, that's why there's safe. so many fatalities on the yeah. road. We went through Marymount, I passed him again, and I watched him. There were still no other cars on the road. When we got to the highway again, I sped up to 70, and the ugly car still was doing about 40. I watched the car in the rearview mirror, and it disappeared completely. Then there were no cars. In fact, I was the only car on the highway. I mean, that's eerie enough, as it, it is, is. Eerie, yeah. <laughs> being the only car on a highway. Mm-hmm. That's always a fun time. 
Feeling so alone. I thought I thought the car got off at the Red Bank exit, but when I stopped at another stoplight, there was that very same car waiting no. for me. This was impossible. <laughs> no. For some reason, I said to myself, this kid was killed in an accident on this stretch of highway, and he just wants attention. He wants me to follow him. I don't know why. I said all of a sudden, because at that time, I didn't think of this being a ghost, just impossible physics. <laughs> I had to turn off to go to Eden, Dr Eden Park Drive, but the car continued on Columbia Parkway and looked like it was headed straight for downtown Cincinnati. I was really wanting to follow this car to satisfy my curiosity, but I had class. Before I passed him the second time, I slowed down so I could watch the driver and see if he turned the wheel as we went through the dangerous dead man's curve on the highway, a near-perfect U-shaped bend marked with yellow flashing lights, and he didn't even turn the wheel at all as he went through the bend. He was completely immobile. It was like the driver was frozen in time, like a 3D photograph. That's how he struck me. It looked like he was heading all the way to downtown Cincinnati, and the whole thing really gave me the creeps. That is so creepy. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah, that's creepy. I'm wondering if anyone knows of a pale, skinny teenager wearing all black and had short hair was killed in an ugly brown car covered in bumper stickers, maybe back in the 70s. By the way, he was dressed to to warm. He was dressed too warm for the weather. He was wearing a black sweater on 80 to on an hmm. 80 Fahrenheit summer day. Interesting. So yeah, so you you get on the you you get on the phone to the radio station and warn them there's a there's a ghost car heading right for downtown. There's a ghost car heading right for downtown. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what else we got. Um, you want to hear about the most evil car in America? Yeah. So. They're all evil. They're all the most evil, but I guess I'll give this story a they're, chance. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. A 1964 Dodge 330 came to be known as the most evil car in America after it allegedly killed more than a dozen people. What? The car was first purchased by a police unit. During the car's career as a police vehicle, okay, three well, officers drove it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. It's a car and it's a cop. Yeah, that's... this isn't good. Mm -hmm. Each officer who drove the car ended up committing murder suicides, where they first murdered their families, then killed themselves. Well, yeah, that's just because they're pieces yeah, of I mean, shit. Every cop does that. Yeah, don't they all do that? Don't they all kill their families? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, at least 40% of them are domestic abusers. 40% of them are uh, accused or convicted domestic abusers. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the car's next owner, uh, Wendy Allen, had a similar... Uh, the eerie similarities made people wonder if the car was possessing its drivers. That was the end of that paragraph. The car's next owner, Wendy Allen, had a similarly spooky experience with the vehicle. When Wendy drove on the highway, the car would open its doors without anyone touching them and no. jam its steering wheel, placing passengers in harm's way. That's just unsafe. Get rid of that car. <laughs> no, no one should drive this. No. When members of a local church heard about the car's reputation, they went out and vandalized the car to attempt to stop it from being used. <laughs> okay, that's a weird response from a church, but all right. The, Did they the, think it was, like, demonic? Yeah, it was... Possessed, I guess? Uh, yeah, apparently. Kay. The story goes that many of those who vandalized the car ended up decapitated by an 18-wheeler truck, with one member struck by lightning. 
What? No way. I mean, I have no That's idea. That's wild. In 2007, a child who supposedly touched the car went on to kill his entire family, much in the same way as the three police officers. Oh my gosh. After this tragedy, local church members stole the car and chopped it up into small pieces. What is up with these church members <laughs> trying to get rid of this car? Sending Do they it. know something that we don't? I, I, think they, I think they know everything that we know. Yeah, but like, it's, that's it's weird as cool hell. Church. Yeah, that is a cool church. I want to go to this church. church I'd go to this church. Vandalize cars and then chop them up into little pieces. Best church around. I'd be part the, of that cult. They sent the pieces to multiple junkyards to ensure it was never reassembled. As far as we know, the car hasn't come back. <laughs> I love that story. Oh my God, was, I love that. It wasn't bad enough that they chopped the car into pieces. They had to make sure that no one, no one <laughs> put the car back together again. <laughs> How'd they chop it up, though? Did they, like, know. take it apart piece by piece or take, like, a chainsaw and no just idea. start chainsaw? I truly uh, don't have a Oh, my God. That's such a good story. I love it. Oh, man. That's so good. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Give us one more. One more? Yeah, give us another. Okay. Um, I'll give you a... Uh... All right. Let's do... Mm-hmm. Wait, where is that one that I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Case of England's Ghost Crash. Yes, okay. So, on a cold December night in 2002, police in Surrey, England, continued to get calls from drivers who kept seeing headlights swerving off the road along the A3 highway. After the police rushed to the scene, they couldn't find a crash. Instead of concluding they had been victim, the victims of prank calls, the police searched the area more thoroughly, finally finding a maroon Vauxhall Astra wrecked in a ditch. Inside the nose-down car that had begun to be that had begun to be covered with undergrowth, the police found a body decomposing. What puzzled the police was that it was obvious the crash had occurred long before that night. Due to the state of the body and the undergrowth around the car, the police set the crash as happening five months earlier, meaning that the people calling in hadn't seen the Vauxhall Astra veering off the road. I think I know this story. Or had they? Hmm. The legend goes that the ghost of the motorist found in the car was trying to call attention to the crash. He used the ghostly headlights to get the attention of motorists and draw them to his corpse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't that happen a lot? They would go to this car or something? I don't know. Interesting. Oh, well, it's, yeah, one night in December, they were getting a lot of calls about a car crash. Yeah. And then they went there and found a car that had been there for five months. Yeah, no, no, no. I know this story. How do I know this story? I don't know. How do I know this story? Maybe I heard it on some podcast that I listened to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like crashed five months earlier. But then one night they mm-hmm. got all these calls. Yeah, mm-hmm. about this car crash. And then they found it and they were like, oh, it's been, it's actually been mm-hmm. crashed for five months. But now, but then the headlights. Yeah, the headlights were on that night or something. Oh, the headlights on the car were on? Mm-hmm. Oh. But the car was like dead when they got there. Interesting. That's... But everyone said there's a car in the ditch with headlights on. Hmm. You might want to go check that out. And like, yeah, the police were getting a bunch of calls. And then, yeah, I think I heard it on, I don't know, some podcast I listened to. <laughs> okay. They are all basically the same, so. Mm-hmm. Um, how many more do you want? Give Two. us, uh, give us another. Give us one more. One more? 
All right. Yeah. Well, okay. How, we'll how many more do you a, want to tell us? I don't know. I've got a bunch here, so we can we can call it whenever. We'll, we'll do a so it's been a celebrity themed episode so far. So here's All right. let's, we'll talk about. Let's end it with a celebrity themed one. Yeah. then. Okay. So James Dean's Porsche nine five fifty Spider. Whenever I hear James Dean, I think of Jimmy Dean, like the sausage uh, <laughs> okay. sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Dean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. So, um, anyway, so James Dean's uh, car uh, was a his his car that he he nicknamed Little Bastard uh, was a Porsche well, 550 Spider. Well, that's why it hates you. Okay. Um, yeah. So on the way. While driving to a race in Salinas, California, iconic actor James Dean lost control of his Porsche 550 Spider. The car took Dean and his passenger off the road and flipped into a gully. Dean was killed and his passenger was seriously injured. Whether or not the curse was present that day, it certainly came to life after the wreck. Um, Oh, I didn't know he died in this car accident. Yeah, that's how James Dean died. I don't know anything about James Dean. Because he's dead. Yeah, you're right. Why did you learn about a dead person? Accurate. No. <laughs> All right. What are they going to do for you? Okay. Uh, so a, a leading car customizer and Dean's best friend, George Barris, gained control of uh, the wrecked little bastard and began to sell parts of the vehicle to other drivers. I don't like this. It's called little bastard. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, he was... Um, instead of being happy to have a second chance at life, the car was furious. After Barris sold the engine and drivetrain to two doctors, they outfitted each of them in, into two of their vehicles and entered a race in Panoma, California. While racing, both of the doctors crashed the cars. One of the doctors died. Uh, after a while, Barris started to put some stock in the curse and and donated and uh, got rid of it, donating it to the California Highway Patrol. Uh, the police were happy to take the famous car as they had plans to use it as a warning to reckless drivers. <laughs> um, uh, the first place the CHP stored the car was in a garage that promptly burned down with only the wreckage of the old car left standing. Huh. Um, chalking this up to bad luck, the CHP continued to use the car, taking it to high schools as a visual aid for the dangers of reckless oh, gosh, driving. those. I remember those. <laughs> those were, yeah. En route to one school, the car broke loose from the truck hauling it and crashed into another vehicle, causing a fatal accident. Uh, undeterred by these bad omens, the CHP took the car to another school. Well, that's just Where stupid. the car fell on a student, <gasps> breaking their hip. Oh my! I hope that student got a lot of money. I hope so. That's ridiculous. Okay. Um, in total, the spider fell off the trailer that carried it three times, crushing a truck driver once. Not only did the car oh. give law enforcement trouble but it also made life difficult for criminals. Two thieves tried to steal the bloodstained seats and steering wheel from the wreck. It's, yes. Um, instead of getting some memorabilia out of it, all they got were injuries. Heck yes. <laughs> where is the James Dean Porsche today? Yeah, where is it? During the car's journey back to California in 1960, the Porsche mysteriously disappeared during the trip, and it has not been seen since. Huh. That's weird. That is weird. It's kind of spooky. <laughs> All right, then. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Okay. Huh. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Those were good stories. Thank we should you. do another episode on this. There seem to be a, a lot there of... There are a ton of uh, <laughs> haunted cars because uh, cars are bad. They're evil. And ev- yeah. 
because cars are dangerous and bad for uh, the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the earth. The earth. All right. All right. Well, I think that's all, folks. That's I need to go episode. do my nails. They're bare right now. Okay. I, was, I didn't have time to do them before we recorded here, and I need to do them. They're bare. There's oh, nothing no. on them. You should put. You should paint a bear on them. Oh, that's cute. So I need to go paint my nails. All right. I need to uh, not do much of anything. He needs to go oh, watch to, race cars. I need, we to, need to go do, do the dishes. Oh clean yeah, the you need to go do stuff. the dishes. Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I've been Harry. I'm still Carly. And this has been Known Unknowns. Some days you're the bean dad. Other days you're the beans. Because <laughs> it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.